Welcome to Let's Get Literature. This is a literary podcast where I just gush about books. I'm your host, Samantha Mickey, and this is episode five. Today, we are going to be returning to regular format, which is where I talk about um, current reads, what I've recently just read, as well as my must-read recommendation for this week. However, this week I am going to bring in part two of the cozy recommendations, so hopefully you are completely ready to write down all of these recommendations from books, movies, music, everything that could possibly make you your coziest during this quarantine life. So, just as a preface, I want to say thank you for listening, whether this is your first episode or you've been around with all five. I appreciate you so much. And so without further ado, let's get literature. So before we pop in to today's episode, I just wanted to do a quick catch-up session where I kind of chat for maybe a few minutes about my life and what's been happening. Last week, I felt like it was a huge chat about my life session because I was struggling so much with reading, but I was able to get my reading life back on track But this week came with a lot of downfalls in terms of me being an educator. And this week we returned from spring break. And as any educator will tell you, returning from a break is difficult. And this one I don't think was an exception to that. Because at least when you return to the classroom, you have this sense of certainty. You know it's going to be a struggle. But The kids have been there all year and they know you and they know your classroom and they know your expectations. But with e-learning, it's just been a struggle. There's changes every day to it. Some kids are really, really struggling with this process and learning on their own. And so I feel like returning to e-learning was kind of like a smack in the face. It wasn't a pleasant experience. And this week has definitely been a struggle with like reigniting the students and getting them kind of back on track with where they were before the break. So I think that's been difficult. And I think what made it even worse is this week we got the news that South Carolina schools would not be returning to the classroom. We are continuing with distance learning for the rest of the school year. And that is so tough because I have eighth graders and I teach at a middle school. So for me, I mean, I won't get that get them again next year. I won't get to see them roaming the hallways. It's just incredibly difficult. And not even just about me. I mean, that's your last year of middle school. There's so many fun things that my school has done historically to celebrate that final year of middle school. And all of that has been taken away. And so it's just been emotionally a rough week. And I've just really been leaning in heavy to the things I'm going to be talking about on this episode to try to find some sort of peace in a time that feels anything but peaceful emotionally for me. And so definitely grateful for 
all of the things that helped me, but this week was a tough one, guys. However, (laughs) on the good news side of things, my local library just started offering curbside pickup today. And so Monday, I have a few holds ready and I will be picking those up. And hopefully that will help some of this book spending I've been doing. Because I don't know about y'all, but all this time home, able to read, able to browse all the books, just I'm buying all the books. So it'll just be really nice to be able to support the library again and to have all those wonderful books, um, you know, with the availability to read for free. So that's it. That's my catch up. So now I'm going to move on to my currently reading and I'm not even going to talk about the Outlander series anymore until I finish the book that I've talked about three times. So just assume for the sake of everyone's sanity that it's still sitting on my shelf. I'm still trudging along with it and I love it, but I keep just getting sucked in by the shiny new things on my shelves. So um, with that said, I'm currently finishing up the Illuminae series. Uh, this is a YA science fiction series. It is like a multimodal book, and I love that. And the more that I be, like began to really learn myself as a reader, the more I've learned that I love this kind of book. And I'm usually not a sci-fi person. Like, I definitely would not go out of my way to pick up a sci-fi book, But I find myself just completely, completely in love with this series. Um, This is the third book in the series, and I definitely have put off reading it. So I flew through the first two books. They're probably six to seven hundred pages. They're they're pretty decent sized books. Uh, I flew through them, and then I just didn't want this series to end. Does anyone else get this way? Like. I have gotten a lot better about finishing good books. Like I used to like kind of hang on to that book so I didn't have to know the ending and I didn't have to be done with it yet. But I have gotten better at that. But I certainly have not improved on the fact that if I have a really good series and I've loved the first two books, I just hold out. I hold out until I can't do it anymore. I need to know what happens. I need to finish the series. And so I'm going to be tackling that this week and I'll be back to you with like a full review of the series. Hey, it may even be my must-read recommendation, Uh, but so far, the first two books have definitely been like five-star reads for me, so hopefully Obsidio holds up, and hopefully it's a really strong finish to the series that I've loved so much. The next book that I'm going to tackle is The Guest List by Lucy Foley. This is um, like a thriller mystery. I had it in my book of the month. I got three book of the months this month because I just couldn't pick. They, they were just all so good. And every time that happens to me where I want more than one book, I sit on it for the longest time and I keep kind of switching out titles. And this was one of the ones that I kept switching out before I just decided to get the three that I was 
kind of struggling with. And what finally sold me on it was that it was Agatha Christie meets Knives Out. And I love Knives Out. If you haven't seen it, it's a fairly recent release. It's just phenomenal. It's like the movie version of Clue. It it was just a great movie. And I love Agatha Christie and I, I love the mystery and the way that she writes. So I was instantly sold on it and that's when I decided to grab it. So I'm gonna pick that book up. I've heard nothing but good things about it. And even more than that, I've heard nothing but good things about it from people that I know are compatible with me in terms of book taste. So again, that is the guest list. Uh, Finally, I'm going to tackle another um, literature piece, uh, The Confession Club by Elizabeth Berg. This is kind of a more contemporary um in your emotions type read I believe it sounds incredible if or not if when I finish it I will kind of give a brief synopsis but being that when I'm going into a current read um I haven't if I haven't started it yet I'm not going to talk about much of the plot because y'all can load it up on Amazon but if you like um kind of the contemporary look into your life type book I think that you might like this one and hopefully um, I like it as well and I can kind of follow this up with a review of the book and how I felt So this week, I tackled a really big book, and then I sped through a smaller book, but I mean, it still was like 300, 200 pages, and um, then I'm pulling a back um, catalog read from earlier this year. So the first book that I just finished uh, yesterday is Station Eleven by Emily St. John Mandel. This was a post-apocalyptic book. Uh, It takes place in a world where a virus, a deadly virus, has destroyed the world, basically, and there's no electricity. It's very, it's very, very, very post-apocalyptic. Like, to the tune of, like, a zombie apocalypse, Um, but there's no zombies. It's just a lack of civilization, and there's, like, obviously no government, no police, and so it is it's a really incredible interwoven story where you have the past and the present and kind of how they're woven together it also brings in like elements of fame and the arts and it's definitely just a really cool um take on the post-apocalyptic story it was definitely a new take for me I it was a fast read uh, I wasn't like too invested. This is a huge favorite for a lot of people. So I feel like I'm definitely on the outliers of of that group by saying that this was just a meh book for me. Uh, I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. It was probably like a three star read. And um, I'd recommend it though. I mean, I don't think that it was a waste of time. I just don't know as if I'd put it in a favorites category. But again, that was Station Eleven. You've probably heard of it. It's very, very popular. It gets a lot of buzz. And especially now in today's climate, I feel like it's kind of getting brought up again. Um, If you're on the side of 
the uh, the group that wants to read uh, post post apocalyptic um, fiction in these crazy times. The next book, um, the the big book that I read was The Great Alone by Kristen Hanna. And this is a book that I have been meaning to read for incredibly too long. It has just escaped me for some reason. And finally, um, a couple of people on Bookstagram were reading it and talking about it. And I was like, why have I not read this book yet? So I picked this up. I read it over two days, obviously not like 48 hours, but I started it on the first day and then I kind of powered through a lot of it. And then the second day, I could not put it down until I was done. So I had my regular work day as a teacher. And then like the second it was over, I was just, I dove into this book. And I, this book was a five-star read for me. You're going to hear it later in the show. Hint, hint. Um, It's so great. It has great like nature descriptions and great depictions of life that is very remote in a in a in a time where there were a lot of options maybe not as high tech as it is now but certainly you know there was a lot of conveniences to life then that this family and in, in this area is really going without including electricity it was intriguing it was a very um interesting premise to begin with there are a lot of triggers here ptsd um, domestic abuse, um, violence, things like that. But it, it was just incredible. The character development was so phenomenal. The main character, Lenny, she is a young girl, but I don't think it reads like YA. She is very, very mature. I feel like my my number one kind of uh, grapple with YA is I feel like a lot of the characters fit into a box for me. And so that's why I kind of, I, I like YA, I do read YA, but sometimes I, I feel like it gets a little bit old. And although she was technically like a YA main character, it definitely was an adult novel. And I feel like she certainly had elements of a YA protagonist, but she was just phenomenal. I feel like there are certain books where you feel like you could sit down and probably like have a coffee with the main character. And this was certainly one of those. Also, this is tagged as historical fiction, but I didn't feel like it read as a historical fiction and not in a bad way. There were certain moments where you kind of got the 70s vibes, but for the most part, I mean, it could have just been a vintage family. I mean, obviously there was a lack of like iPhones and other technology that we have now, but it just felt like it was kind of an out of date family that decided to go way far out of date and and adopt this very brutal very remote lifestyle in Alaska so it was phenomenal the ending oh my goodness was very redeeming it had a lot of sad moments but it also had a lot of redemption and it had a lot of like good karma and and good things coming to good people in the very end so I would definitely recommend it. It was a phenomenal read. And again, that is The Great Alone by Kristen Hanna. Finally is one that I read in February, but I wanted to talk about it on here because I just thought it was so cute. It is The Unhoneymooners by Christina Lauren. Christina Lauren is actually a writing duo that come together under that shared pen name. But 
this was such a cute book. It was a romantic comedy. It the the premise of it is very very funny. And the characters, both of them, the female and the male, the main characters are very likable. I feel like the the plot line of it while it was um funny and perhaps a tad outlandish, I feel like it was realistic. Like you we all know someone like the protagonist's sister who like wins everything and we also know people that don't win anything myself included (laughs) so it it was I just thought it was such a good read even though you know I feel like I say this about romance but you know the two characters are intended to be together it kept me hooked I questioned myself I questioned whether or not I was right about this and I just I recommend this book a hundred times over especially now if like light fluffy reads are your safe space and that's where you would like to go and you haven't read this one I would definitely recommend it again that is The Unhoneymooners by Christina Lauren So I definitely wanted to circle back to the cozy segment that I did uh, a couple episodes back. I did like the cozy in quarantine where I shared a lot of my recommendations that are currently making me feel cozy. And I wanted to kind of expand on that because I don't know about you guys, but I'm consistently looking for things to do that are going to be comfortable for me and just let me escape for a little bit. You know, obviously my go-tos are reading, like I said, Animal Crossing, those go-to movies, but I really wanted something more. I wanted to add to that list. And so as I've been finding things and thinking about additional things that make me really happy, I kind of wanted to expand on this list. And I think I'll probably do this every other week until this whole thing resolves. And then maybe I'll even keep it up, like the, the cozy recommendations of the week or something. But for right now, I'm calling it cozy in quarantine because I think that's cute. So for this week, um, I just wanted to talk about, first I want to talk about movies. And uh, last night, actually a couple nights ago, I wanted to really watch Ponyo. And if you have not seen Ponyo, it is the most adorable movie. And my husband and I adore it. And so... Last night, my husband and I finally got the time to sit down and enjoy the movie, and it is just so comforting. And actually, I actually got my stack of Studio Ghibli movies out because they're all just wonderful. And I think in a time when you need that comfort, they're just really great movies. They're wholesome. There's usually like really great like Japanese, Chinese, like Asian food in there. And I just find that I really adore these movies. And especially if you grew up watching any of them, like Spirited Away or My Neighborhood Totoro, this would be a great time, I think, to return to those and kind of revel in that familiarity and comfort that you found in those when you were younger. And so that's my first recommendation. Um, My second one is so funny because I, if you know anything about me and if you knew me growing up, I like was completely incompetent in art class and truly and really it didn't matter who, who the teacher was, what, what medium we did. I really just 
scraped by. I mean, I think I ended up getting an A or B, but it was probably more of a pity thing. Like, okay, she's really, really trying. She's truly just not good at this. We're going to award you based on your effort because it's never fair to give a kid a poor grade because of a lack of talent, right? So uh, as much as I tried, I was never good. But I saw, and some of you guys may be familiar with this, her name um, on Instagram is Carrot Top Paper Shop, and she has an incredible Etsy shop. And she does these watercolor mugs. I have one of them. They're beautiful. Um, and she did like a watercolor video, um, like a Instagram story with her daughter. And it was so soothing. And so from that moment on, I was like, I need to watercolor. And so I kind of sat on it and I sat on it. And finally, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to order it. If I hate it, I'm just going to get the cheapest stuff to start off with. I'm not even going to get a brush, right? Like I'm just going to use the brush that comes with the paint set. And so I ordered this stuff. I got it in and I started doing it and I love it. And I'm not too bad at it, actually. I think that it's very relaxing. And so what I found, like the magical combo for me is 1930s music or like any kind of old like jazz or even maybe like indie. And I'll pop that on. I'll put on my diffuser and I'll let like the natural light shine in in my like sunroom slash library. And I just paint. And I listen to music and it is so soothing. And for that time where I'm absorbed in painting, I don't think of anything else. And for me, that's been a huge relief because I'm really tired of thinking about all the terrible things, right? And so for me, this has been a huge relief. I've already ordered like four more like watercolor bo- color books and I just highly recommend it if you're looking for something to do. Um, during this very weird time where we have a lot of time on our hands and a lot of things to think about. Um, finally, two kind of funny um, common sense things that I'm sure you're sick of hearing about, but one is face masks. I hadn't done one this whole quarantine, and if you know me, you know I take my skincare so seriously um, because I did battle with cystic acne, and I just... I'm terrified of ever falling back in that hole. Um, I, I did a face mask the other day and I, I realized just soothing property of a face mask and how much it does personally for me make me feel better. And I think it can be easy to not take care of yourself when you're struggling, but just pop on that face mask and relax really and truly. I think it will work wonders. And then finally, just bread. Sourdough bread is my favorite or carbs. Make yourself like a really big bowl of pasta with some really good bread. That's it. That's the, that's the recommendation. So for the last segment of the show, I always do a must-read recommendation. However, this week's is probably going to be the shortest because I've already gushed about this book on this episode. The hint has been revealed. (laughs) This week's must-read recommendation is The Great Alone by Kristen Hanna. Uh, Guys, it's 
it's a phenomenal read. If you need to escape your current area and get away and just be just swept off your feet by a good book, I think that this is a great, great pick. Go buy it. It's fairly affordable. Go support a local bookstore or go support your library. If you have that great curbside pickup option, get this book, sink into it, and please let me know if you love it because I think it might be like top five of the year. That's how good it was. So go pick it up. It's important and you'll love it. Well, guys, we have reached the very end of the episode. I hope that this podcast has brought you some kind of peace or happiness during this really rough time. Whether you've listened for one episode or half of an episode, thank you so, so much for your support. It means everything to me to be able to sit down and do this podcast, and I hope it is blessing some eardrums right now. Please remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, to give me the follow on Spotify, and to leave a rating and review. But most importantly, share it with a bookish friend. That would mean the world. Or if you have a bookish Instagram or Facebook or whatever, share it there. It would mean the absolute world to me. Please, please, please stay so healthy and safe and happy please, (laughs) in this really weird time, that's the best that you can do is just staying healthy. Without further ado, (laughs) this is your host, Samantha Mickey, and this was episode five of Let's Get Literature.